oh baby, we are almost or actually we're four days away from the start of the NBA regular season. I got David Troy back here to help me break down the Western Conference. We hit the Eastern Conference earlier this week. I flooded you guys with a bunch of unders. <laughs> I uh, I balanced my sheet more so this week, so I got seven unders and or seven overs and eight unders. So it's a little more mathematically possible for me to be accurate on my bets on the in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. But that's what I have you here for, David, is to kind of center me and, and reel me in a little bit. Because do, do what I can. I uh, When I first went through these totals, I, I got to like nine unders out of like the first 11 teams. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Someone's, maybe I'm being too mean. Maybe, maybe one of these teams will actually be pretty decent. So, again, I have a more plausible breakdown for my over-unders here in the Western Conference, but dude, I can't I can't wait for the regular season. I'm yeah, over this shit. Exciting. Only a couple days away. And I, we've actually had some pretty good preseason games. Oh, wow. So, I... Yeah. Did we talk about this? I purposely ignored preseason, even though I brought up uh, Tyler Hero's preseason stats, and I'm going to bring up someone <laughs> else's preseason stats can't in this wait. podcast. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> well... All right, you're making fun of me, but you watched the preseason. You said you've been enjoyed by it. I love the preseason because I love basketball. I'm not going to say that I take much of the statistics into consideration. I, I will say, I you know, you can be informed a little bit by him. I just was well, if you more see someone ball, Tyler Hero. Yeah, you hate Tyler Hero. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, there's a lot of young teams in the Thunder, or in the uh, West, including the Thunder. Oh, yeah. I have accidentally slipped. Um, there's a lot of young teams in the West that whose preseason games were worth checking out, kind of figure out yeah. what's going on with these teams. Like, are these young players making a jump? I mean, you got the top tier, you know, the Nuggets, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, or you're not getting anything out of them. That doesn't matter. But, you know, you got the Spurs. <sighs> Rockets, who I, I hate, you know, Thunder, a bunch of teams that um, are probably worth watching the preseason. But I just purposely ignore it because I feel like usually it's going to get in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what I was doing in the preseason stats tab, to be honest. But whatever. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the regular season in the Western Conference. So we'll start with the NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets. Pretty much running it back. They were 53-29 and 29 last season. Went over their 51-and-a-half win total. Their win total this year is 53-and-a-half. So they actually need to improve, even though they won the championship last year. They went, they've went. they gone 7-0-1 oh, to the over for their regular season win totals in the last eight years. That one tie was the, the 2020 void. In all fairness, they would have went under in that year. Um, unless they won like eight of their last nine games, something like that, which I guess is possible, but they were trending to the under. Do you have an argument for this team going under this year? Yeah, it's their bench. I'm taking the under. Um, I hate their bench. I don't think they have anybody there. They have the best, arguably the best starting five in the NBA um, in terms of depth, talent, way they work together. I mean, it was clearly why they won the championship last year. Their bench is Reggie Jackson, Christian Braun, Justin Holiday, Peyton Watson, Zeke Nanaji. No one that I just named is a legitimate 
NBA player outside of maybe Reggie Jackson. You haven't seen Julian Strother perform in preseason? He's been playing really well. <laughs> okay. Hmm? Late in the games? Is that what you're talking about? He's a he, 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 you know, preseason. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He's, yeah, he hasn't been bad. Christian Braun, though, like I've seen so many articles about this guy, and I don't know if he's just like the next great white hope or what the hell he is, but I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not trusting him to be like the sixth man of the year, which is what some people are, are positioning him as. And uh Do you have the odds on that? Let me see if I can pull For him up. to be sixth man of the year? Yeah. It's probably pretty high. Yeah, I mean um, if it's eighty to one, I'll listen to that. But if it's if sure. it's under that, I mean I'm staying away because I do think he's gonna improve year over year and they are gonna give him more of a role because Bruce He'll Brown's play gone. a lot. Yeah. Christian Brown is fifty to one. I think that's uh, fair, a fair number. I wouldn't bet it, but it's fair. I'd agree. I'd agree with you. But overall, I think you know, this is this is a year they probably step back a little bit. So, fifty three and a half is too high for me. I'm taking the under. Nice. Um, let me mark you down. Uh, is that? Can I put that in bold or italics? No, you can put that in bold. That's an official play. That, I'll be giving that out to clients. Their core four: Jokic, Murray, MPJ, and Gordon are all twenty seven and younger. Um, they did by like on off net rating, have the best starting five in the league last year. Um, they were first in effective field goal shooting seventh in shot shot selection. They're a lead three point shooting team. I lean to the over because this is the best starting five in the league. And I do think like Nikola Jokic, while he seems very chill or almost passive, he doesn't even care about the NBA. I think he's just going to come through and rip people's faces off because what else? I mean, what else does he have to do, right? Are you? I'm surprised you didn't mention the health thing because that should be coupled with the depth. I think because they obviously have health issues between Jamal Murray or have in the past between Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So if these players, this core four, if they each play 70 games, would you take your bet back? No, I still wouldn't. Um, wow. Only because you know you're gonna get a solid ten games out of the Nuggets almost any season, where they have like inexplicable inexplicable losses. They they do something where you know they should be winning this game by twenty points, and then they end up losing. And sure, they'll have some games where uh, the you know the opposite happens. They can think of one last year where they they got me. Um, but is there any team just, that has no. clean games? No, no, no. But that that's my point. I mean, so even if they play 70, they're still going to have some games where they're gotcha. going to get losses anyways. Um, and then I would probably assume most of those 10 games, 12 games that the core four that you're talking about don't play would be losses for them too. So you're already talking about somewhere around 20 losses there. I mean, what do you need, 30 you need 29 losses, actually, for them to get this. I think that's reasonable. Here's the thing is they would have soared over this number last year, but they took their foot off the gas because the one seed was pretty much locked up. I think I think the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, I almost want to like say that softer, the Clippers, uh, the, <laughs> the Kings, could all be pretty good. So if there's more of a race for the one seed, they're going to keep their foot on the gas. That's kind of what inches me over towards the uh, towards the over, is the fact that they would have like 
they would have definitely cashed this over if they just cared more last year. But they didn't need to. So when when do you think the one seed was locked up? Um, I would say after 75 games. Okay. But, I mean, okay. do, you, do you know officially? No. I'm just... It could I'm have been earlier. Because their... you remember the... Like, I did... I think Jokic did sprain his ankle. So, there was, like, a legitimate injury there. But they, they were coasting at the end of those... At the end of the regular season, right? And I'm not misremembering that, am I? Uh, no, I'm looking at... Starting in March 8th, uh, they... Looks like they went 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They went 1... 7 and 10 over the last 17 games. Yeah. So, but they were also more de- deep last year. So I, again, we laughed helps. about Bruce Brown going to the Pacers, even though I think you liked the Pacers. Hold on. Let me look that up. You did. You liked, you leaned to the over there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd have to look up their entire roster from last year, but their team, you know, they had, uh, they had Brown. They had uh, Jeff Green, who was good enough for them last season. Uncle Jeff. Uh, they didn't even play Reggie Jackson actually last year. Yeah, like he, uh, he all that much. He was like a late season cast off of the Clippers, right? And they brought him in. Yeah, it, it was weird how they like they didn't really use him though. Um, yeah, well he sucks. He well, yeah. So, but now he's your backup point guard. He, now he's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know who was the backup point guard last year. Uh, good question. It was a little bit of Bones Highland, didn't they trade? Didn't they trade Bones tra- Highland for, traded, yeah. for 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 the big government? That's what. That's how that happened. Something like that. It, actually, Jackson might have come you, over in that. Trade you looked at me. Right? Did you not know Reggie Jackson's nickname was the Big Government? I didn't. He's always he's always bailing out the the offense and bad possessions, so they call him the Big Government. Perfect. <laughs> the stupid shot selection. Yeah. Well, all right, we can go up on this one. Again, this isn't like an official play. It's just a pick. Um, the team with the second best win total in the West is the Phoenix Suns. They have a 51.5 win total. I mean, last year they were 35 and 37. They lost in the second round to the Denver Nuggets, beat the Clippers. But I don't think much of that matters because, yeah, they're running back with KD and Beal. Or uh, and Booker, but they added Beal. They got rid of DeAndre and Chris Paul, so it is a lot of new pieces over there. Um, some new role players as well. Replace Monty Williams with Frank Vogel. I'm down on this team. I'm going to go under. You got three injury prone players in their starting lineup. Beal has played 60 or fewer games in four straight years. Nurkic has played 56 or fewer games in four straight years, and, and he sucks, anyways. Um, Kevin Durant has played 55 or fewer games in five straight years. They don't have a true point guard. And I'm going to bring this up again. To, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old school with like, you know, my starting five. And I, I want a traditional point guard if, if you can. So, um, I'm going to go under on this team. How about you? I would lean towards the over. I recognize all of what you're saying. Um, the only, the only kind of reason that I like it is 
what did they win last year? Like 40, they 45. won 45 last year and Booker missed 30 games. So you're talking about him having a full year with Durant. When him and Durant were on the court together, they were really good. I mean, that team was, I, I don't have the exact record in front of me, but I looked it up a while ago. And I think when they first started together before uh, Durant got hurt, I want to say that they were like nine and zero or nine and one or something. Yeah, ridiculous. I think that's right. I think he won his first, like Kevin Durant, won his first seven games there. I'll look yeah. it up actually. Um. So. Yeah, they they won every game that Durant played in. It was in the regular season. Yeah, eight and zero <laughs> in the regular season. It's pretty good. And him and Booker were killing everybody. And I get that, you know, there is no point guard. So that is going to be a little bit of an issue. You're going to get injuries from Booker, Beal, and uh, Durant probably. Um, but I, I like the way this team is built. I actually somewhat like their their second unit to a certain extent. Like Grayson Allen is going to pretty much just, you know, shoot threes and injure people or play defense, one of the two. And then uh, I think an underrated addition is the – Yuta Watanabe, he's actually a really good three-point shooter, and he should be wide open a lot of times. So Eric Gordon's on the team too. I think Eric Gordon is actually a really good player still, especially off the bench. He can make a lot of threes for you. So they they have all these good players that are surrounded by three-point shooting, and that's kind of how you win in the NBA now. Um, You know, if they have games where the the shot's off, they're obviously going to lose, but Nurkic should be good enough down low to get some rebounds for him, push the ball out, and they should be okay. I, I like 52 for them. I wouldn't say 53-54 is something that's going to happen because I am in, you know concerned about the injuries and how much they actually care about the regular season. I don't think any of them uh, care about really anything other than the playoffs and just getting past the play-in tournament for the most part. But I would lean over. All right. Uh, I don't have a lot of pushback on that. I'm just sticking by my injury points. Sure. Uh, um, it's a it's a really valid point. And I mean, it's a boring handicap because on paper, this team should be good enough to win 52 games more and more. You know, Devin Booker's, I think, the best scorer in the NBA. Um, I mean, him or Durant. But, like, Devin Booker. Team. Yeah, Devin Booker like makes offense look really easy and, and yeah. like smooth. Like it's his game's pretty. I like it. So I don't hate. I don't hate your uh, analysis, but I just when, when, when I, that guy's hot, it's like he's on. He's he's hotter than almost anyone. Yeah, I think he was shooting sixty-seven percent from the field in the first like four games of their second round series against the Nuggets, and then he yeah, then he significantly cooled off, and the Nuggets just kind of you know smacked around the, the Suns to end that series. Really just Jokic put their his foot on their throats. But, yeah. Um, well, let's go to the uh, Golden State Warriors, who have a 47.5 win total. They're actually tied with the Lakers, but um, I want to start with the Warriors because they have won championships recently, even though the Lakers did beat them last year in the second round. Um, they were Good enough to beat Sacramento in seven games in the first round. They were one of the worst road teams in the league last year. They were 11-30. and 30. They cost me so much money on the road, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm still a little butthurt about that. They went 44-38 and 38 in the regular season, well under their 52.5 win total. 
which caused the market to reduce it by five games this year. Obviously traded Jordan Poole this offseason for um, CP3. They added some veteran size in Rudy Gay and Dario Saric, which are two additions I don't hate. Like if you're yeah, gonna, if you're gonna add boring veterans, at least make them big. And yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'm th- I'm yeah. thinking we get a breakout season for John from Jonathan Kaminga. They kind of need it. He's second this preseason with 26 points per game, shooting 62 percent effective field goal uh, percentage. He's shot. Um, He's got 52 career field goal percentage in his first two years. He's improved from the three-point um, the three-point area in each of his two years, in his uh, second year, and I think he's going to improve again. So I like Kaminga to kind of like give them the jolt of energy that they need. I think we're going to get a bounce-back season at a, at a uh, Clay Thompson. I think... Chris Paul in the 45, 50 games he plays will be very effective. And as long as Andrew Wiggins doesn't randomly miss 20 games, I like this team to go over their 47 and a half win total. I think the Warriors are back. It's going to be interesting uh, to say the least that, you know, the, the Warriors are one of those teams though, that feels like if anybody can integrate, just about any player with them, it seems like the Warriors can do it. I mean, Curry is not really like a selfish superstar. He can get people open shots. He can obviously shoot from wherever he wants on the court. It's interesting you said that about Clay Thompson having a bounce-back season. I don't know how much better you can expect the guy to do, to be honest with you. Well, I I mean, he sucked in the playoffs. Okay. I, I'll accept that, but I was going to say his regular season was actually pretty good. When I guess. You look at it. Well, actually, that's a good that's a good point. So, I mean, if he just knocks down some of those makeable threes, they probably beat the Lakers. Probably, yeah. I mean, he he was really bad in the final three games against Lakers. He he had ten points was his high in the last three games. But um, and if they win that series, what do you think this win total is? That forty seven and a half. I think it's at least forty nine and a half, right? Yeah, probably. I, I think that would also probably be a reasonable expectation for them. Um, well, the, I would I would definitely also lean towards the over on this team. Um, Wiggins makes a huge difference. Him being there is a big deal. Uh, but like we said about the Suns, you're going to have to expect some injuries on this team too. You got Chris Paul, who doesn't seem to ever play a full season. Curry usually is good for a couple weeks off a year. Yep. And then Thompson, they're still probably going to be somewhat cautious with. And Green, obviously, he either gets suspended or injured almost every season, too. So Wiggins is really the only person in your starting lineup that you can count on. Um, <laughs> the bench last still, year. <laughs> yeah. The bench is still, which I don't think we ever actually found out what happened. I know no. that was big. But, um the bench is still a little bit of a question mark to me. Um, I like some of their players, and I do. I, I kind of agree with you. I think Kaminga could be a good player off the bench for them, but um, I almost feel like he's starting to get the same hype that Jordan Poole did. So I'm I'm a little weary of it. But yeah, I think Jordan Poole sucks. 
<laughs> Jordan Poole is a pure scorer. I think uh, Kuminga is a little bit more well-rounded as a basketball player. I I thought his jump shot was broke, but then I looked it up, and it's actually pretty good. And a lot of them are dunks, but he is... He improved in three-point percentage from like 34%, which is roughly league average, to 37 which is you're a good three-point shooter. And he's chucking them yeah. in the preseason, which, again, preseason doesn't matter, but as long as you're like showing that, that that you've added that to your game, I think you can use that, that information. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, because to your point, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, I mean, they're, they're, their vets are probably going to miss games. So if Kaminga can be a 15 to 16 point game score on some legit efficiency, maybe score 20 on nights that Clay is out or Steph is out, then that can steal them a couple wins in the regular season. That's what I mean as well. But so what's your official or unofficial? Lean, lean toward the over. Okay. All right, Los Angeles Lakers, like we said, are tied for uh, 47 and a half wins here. At least that's the projection from uh, from the sports books. They were 43 and 39 last year. Got swept in the Western Conference Finals by the Nuggets after beating Memphis in round one, Warriors in round two, um, both by six games. Their season flipped when they added D'Angelo Russell at the trade deadline. Um, but if you remember... The officiating was insane for the Lakers. They led the league in offensive free throw attempt rate and defensive free throw attempt rate post-trade deadline and by, like, a country mile. I actually think Plinka did a pretty good job getting LeBron, like, his type of teammates to fit around him this this um, regular season. But if I were to go any which way, it would lean to the under. LeBron yeah. averages 55 games a year as a Laker. AD averages 48. Yeah, I uh, I probably would agree with you on that. Um, I had a bet last year that the Lakers were going to miss the playoffs. And thanks to like five scoreless minutes from the Timberwolves when they were winning the game, I didn't cash that one. And the Timberwolves just continued to find new ways to screw me last season. And that was the all-time icing on the cake there. Uh, I do feel like uh, the Lakers are, are going to make an effort to try and not be in the play-in tournament this year, though, um, as best they can. Anthony Davis is talking about how he wants to play 82 games, and he can talk all he wants. I, I, I have to look it up real quick to see how many is the most he's played in his career, but I just don't expect it to happen. Um, yeah, again, he does, averages 48 as a Laker. Yeah, 75 is the most he's ever had, and that was in 2016, 2017. Uh, those two seasons, he had 75 in both. But I mean, if you promise so, me he goes 70 games, I would say they go over, but I don't think he does. I would agree with you. I I do think that he's worth a legitimate look at MVP. If if you think he's going to play 70 games, that's probably a better bet than, than taking the over or the under. For this one, I, I would probably lean towards... Well, it's 47, right? 47 and a half. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards the under in it. Um, I think it's a combination of, you know, LeBron's getting older, AD's injured. D'Angelo Russell is a lunatic. Uh, you know, he, he's a score-first point guard. I'm not sure how long it's going to work out, to be honest with you. I know you, you were saying that they got better with him 
but uh, some of the other guys on the team, Christian Wood, I I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron tries to choke out Christian Wood at some point in a game, yeah, just for the stupid shots he takes or you know whatever. So I I have some questions on on a little bit of their depth and that kind of stuff, but uh, I am gonna go with a lean a lean towards the under on them overall. Yeah, I just th- I thought it was surprising. D'Angelo Russell actually led the Lakers in on-off net rating when he showed up. I do think he's possibly going to end up getting flipped for Kyrie Irving this year. That seems to be, be interesting. That's like the rumor, at least, that they signed D'Angelo to that contract so they can use him as like trade bait to get Kyrie Irving once that just crumbles, that whole Maverick situation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if they don't get those absurd foul calls – um, they don't win as many games as they did last year, and they might cash your no to make the playoff ticket, actually. So they got bailed up by some officiating, and LeBron's not getting any younger. AD, like you said, if he plays 70 games, you should just, I think a better bet is the MVP. I agree with that look a lot, actually. So what yep. are you, you're under, leaning? Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> Man, let's talk about the Los Angeles Clippers, which have definitely cost me more money than any sports team in the past three years. Um, they're going to cost me money again this year. You can almost bet your ass I'm going to bet them 18-1 <laughs> to one to win the, the title. <laughs> I refuse to bend on this one. They have the best roster as long as they stay healthy. Dude, so they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Four games and one to the Phoenix Suns. Kawhi Leonard played the first two games. Did you have you seen his numbers in those games? They yeah. were insane. <laughs> they were absurd. Like if he plays, he's a top five player in the NBA. No, no question about it. No question. It's he's probably not going to play. They're probably not going to go over their forty six and a half win total. But am I going to have money on it? How could I not? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm just, especially when it comes to futures, I'm addicting, addicted to betting the long tail of things. And if things work out, I could see this team being in the finals, at least in the Western Conference finals. Like, their odds to win the finals are fifth in the West. The Lakers aren't better than them. No way. The Clippers or the Suns aren't better than them. Again, fully healthy. And here's the here's the to me the pro. I am a Ty Lue guy, but I'm also a Russell Westbrook guy. And while Russell Westbrook could definitely screw it up for them in the playoffs, on those nights that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George take off, he is going to just go nuts. Like it's like. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George don't feel like playing the Houston Rockets. Russell Westbrook is going to give the Houston Rockets 30-10-10. He's going to just destroy that team. It's like games like that where they, I think they're going to win those games instead of lose um, like they did last year. So I'm an idiot probably, but I definitely like the uh, Clippers to go over, which they haven't done in three straight years. I like the little caveat at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm with you. I think they do actually have good depth. So I've talked about like the second unit. They're, 
their starters of George and Leonard are off, right? Covington is kind of like the only one in their lineup that I would say is kind of a maybe you should be on the bench, maybe you should start. It doesn't really matter, though. I'm looking uh, at real GM, and he's on the bench. What are you looking at? He's starting? Because I would much prefer Robert Covington over Marcus Morris or Nicholas Batum. He's, I'm looking at ESPN. Okay. So, I mean, there's there's options. They also have Bones Highland listed as third on the depth chart for point guard, so kind of buried. But, I mean, their, their team has a ton of players who can score and play decent enough defense. They probably are going to get James Harden at some point in the season. Obviously, that's not certain, but how how it would work with him and Westbrook. I mean, obviously, they played together in um, Oklahoma City. It'd be interesting, but you're right. Everything hinges here on the health of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Dude, and if, have... you think they're gonna, if you think they're going to play, it's an over. It's an automatic yeah. over. They have two alpha aces. They have three stretch fours. They have two legitimate seven-foot big men. Like yes. Bones Highland is a, if they take the the reins off him, is a possible six man of the year candidate. Like he can get buckets that easily. Russell Westbrook yeah. looked like a fit there. Like there's nothing there's nothing wrong about what I said, but you could just apply the same Lakers logic to these guys. Like ah, oh, they'll probably get injured and you're screwed. It's like ah, yeah, you're right. Totally. Yeah. There's no way yeah. you'd bet these guys, would you? <laughs> I, I mean, look, I if stupid. you're asking just I, if you're just I, I feel like the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix uh Joker meme where I'm putting the makeup on in the mirror. <laughs> it's like I'm betting the clipper is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I will be very upfront and tell you I'm not putting any money on the Lakers or the Clippers for the future, but uh, for the purpose of this, I, I'm with you. I lean over. I, I think their team is deep enough that they can do it. Um, I think Lou is a good enough coach. And even if you have just one of George or Leonard for 90% of the games, I think you are looking at probably around 45 wins. And so if you get some, or you get more of those games with both of them in there, you, you should be over. They, they should be an easy 50-win team based on who they have on their team. Absolutely. All right. The sixth best team, at least by projected win total, is the Memphis Grizzlies, last year's Southwest Division champs. No one really cares about divisions in the NBA. They have a 45.5 win total. Last year they were 51-31 and on a 49.5 win total. They actually went over their win total in three straight years. Lost the Lakers in the first round. John Morant... Is flashing guns. Um, they picked up Marcus Smart. Steven Adams returns from injury. That's kind of the... I don't know. I feel like that's the, the quick recap and for both last season and the offseason. Uh, John Morant's also going to be suspended for 25 games. Probably should have led with that. I like the yeah, I was going to say, that's a big deal. I, uh, I, I, lean, or I like the under because of that. I know that's not like the sharpest logic and people will make a pro Marcus Smart case. I think Marcus Smart helps more so when John Morant is actually in the building or on the floor than when he's off because then Marcus Smart's going to do the uh, I got it bullshit and he doesn't (laughs) got it. (laughs) I don't have any three-point shooting, dude. They had the second worst wide-open three-point attempt rate. I mean, they have... 
Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain. Kennard lights out, right? Lights out. But, I mean, he always gets injured, and he finds a way to, like, get benched for reasons I don't even know. Um, Can't but, stick with anybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't I was surprised how little I like this roster. And, like, a lot of it does depend on John Morant getting to the rack and, like, just crushing the defense or collapsing the defense and finding wide-open looks. And they actually do not have good three-point shooting. and That's the most important thing in today's NBA. So I like the under here. I am actually leaning towards the over, and part of the reasons are the Grizzlies have been with without Morant very regularly over the past few years, um, whether it's suspension or injury or whatever. And they've, they've pretty much found a way to win still. Um, I, I agree with you to a certain extent about the three point shooting. You, you are pretty much looking at Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard. Bain has continuously been improving each year. Um, he's a baller. Yeah, he's very good. And while Marcus smart is, not going to be the best addition for the team. I don't think he's terrible either. I think he could give them some of the toughness that uh, they lost with uh, the head case and Dylan Brooks going away, but he he should be at least as good of a shooter as Brooks was, maybe better, because Brooks was so bad. Um, yeah. And then I actually like Derrick Rose coming off the bench. If they If they give him a little bit of time, he should be able to play for 25 games. Should be. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I agree right. with that. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm looking That's the at most reasonable for. expectation. Right. I'm looking at him for 25 games. <laughs> what do they go? They go 21 something. and 24 in those 25 no, games. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm just teasing. I, I think they should be able to start the season reasonably somewhere around like, I don't know, 16 and 9. I, that doesn't seem out of, the, out of question for them. And then. With Morant back getting another, I don't know, 30, 33 wins, something like that. So I, I think the over is, is very much in play. Steven Adams, to me, is actually a bigger deal. Last year they didn't have him, and when, when he went down, it was a pretty big struggle for them for a while. Yeah, because their so, identity is owning the glass. And yeah, if as long as Steven Adams is on the floor, you have one of the best rematting teams in the NBA. Yeah, so it's... Uh, I think it's realistic to expect them to be respectable at the very least. Probably one of the top six teams in the West. I, I lean towards the over. Yeah, I just like more teams at the top, and I think someone's got to sure. take a step back, and they're one of them. Dude, I'm looking at this now because I was thinking, like, maybe we should be fading the Grizzlies or betting their unders on, on road games because they were epically bad on the road. Terrible. But their, it was actually their defense that was worse on the road, which I thought was is surprising. They gave up 117 uh, points per game on the road. Yeah, you've probably seen the Reddit thread about Jaron Jackson Jr. and his road versus home defense as well. Um, I know what you're talking about, right? Like he gets a lot less yeah. calls, uh, he, fouls at home than on, on the road. He gets a lot less, uh, or he gets different statistics at home. Like they gave him credit for a lot of blocks that – were a little questionable oh. and some of that stuff. Yeah, it was it was a whole big thing around the middle of the season, and they were like calling for an investigation into the the home statistician. Yeah. So, um, Jaron Jackson won the Defensive Player of the Year last year. Right. So that was one of the big complaints. 
yeah, you could have like a him and Marcus Smart could really make up a solid defensive core. Yeah. And then like if 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 Steven Adams is healthy, which he's struggled to stay healthy the last couple of years, their defense could be good. So that's why I was thinking like unders and road games because they struggle on the road. And I think their defense is going to probably be better this year because it frankly yeah. needs to be like between their yeah. lack of three point shooting and no John Morant, the first 25 games, they're going to, they're going to have to, they're going to have to D up like crazy. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that, uh, I don't see it listed here. Um, but I was hoping that there would be a, um, listing for Desmond Bain's point per game this season. And I don't see it, but I would, I would like to bet his over. Cause I do think he's going to have to say, take a step up and, uh, score a lot in the beginning of the season. I'm not yeah. seeing it. Desmond Bain for most improved. No, not most improved. I think, I think that's kind of out the window at this point. Uh, more, specifically just his uh his points per game but it doesn't look like he there's an option for him at least on DraftKings. no there's not his his most improved odds are uh 25 to 1 but yeah i mean he would have to average in the mid 20s to get that was he an all-star last year i don't think so Mm, no i don't think so either so if he makes a first time all-star appearance shoots an efficient percentage from the field and averages 22 23 then he could be most improved player and he could bank a lot of stats before john moran gets back yeah i don't hate that actually even though you said that wasn't that good of a look do you lean (laughs) (laughs) do you lean over under officially uh yeah lean is fine towards over okay because of derrick rose that's right I love Derrick Rose. I love Derrick Rose. All right, Sacramento Kings, the Pacific Division champions. Mike Brown won Coach of the Year. De'Aaron Fox won Clutch Player of the Year, which is like a new thing. They need to give out more awards to keep NBA players happy. They Mm -hmm. soared over their 34-and-a-half win total last year by finishing 40-34, and lost in seven games to the um, Golden State Warriors last year in the first round. They were the only team in the West with a winning road record. They're running it back with a young coach, relatively speaking, Mike Brown. A very young team. Highly explosive offense. First in offensive rating. Second in adjusted field goal, effective field goal rate. I lean to the over on this team, dude. I do. I hated them last year, so I can't get to the window with it. I hated them going into last year, so I can't get to the window with it, but I just love them running it back, and they have a bunch of young players. They could all score in various different ways. Really, the worst three-point shooter in their starting five is De'Aaron Fox, which is kind of nice because then it's like they all spread the floor, and he can just knife to the basket. He's really good at getting to the foul line. That's like besides three-point shooting, their other strength was getting to the foul line and keeping their opponents off the foul line, which to me, three-point shooting or effective field goal shooting and free throw attempt rate are probably the two of the most important of the four factors. So I I lean to the over 44.5 this year. I lean towards the under. 
There's uh, they're they're one of four teams that have a forty four and a half win total, which is interesting. Yeah. Um I've been a Kings fan since Jason Williams was on that team. Yeah, and white chocolate, baby. That's right. And I liked them last year to go over their total. I didn't I, I won't even lie, I didn't say that they were gonna win the Pacific, but I thought they were gonna be good. But I'm glad that De'Aaron Fox is starting to get some recognition in in the NBA because I feel like he had kind of been beaten down for a while um, by a lot of like people who follow the NBA. Yeah, like me. Well, not even just you. I mean, I, I'm not calling you out specifically to be You're honest. Fine, with I you. thought he sucked going into last year, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll raise my um, hand. I don't care. So I I do actually like the Kings. I think their team is still going to be good, but I'm thinking based on everything else, the additions that other teams have made and them staying pat and them kind of now having a target on their back. I'm not picking them to win the division. And I'm I'm thinking that they're probably going to go under their win total. Uh, They were from what I remember pretty healthy last season. Uh, I have to check to see how many games like Fox and Sabonis missed, for example. Um, But they're, they're, uh, so Sabonis played 79 last season, and Fox played... I would say 63. 73. So that's a lot of games for both of them to be in. Absolutely. Um, and they've, you know, they still had the third worst defense in the West last season. Even with all their wins, they just had the best offense in terms of points per game. Um, so... All that stuff is kind of just making me think that this is going to be a little bit of a step step back for them, uh, and I'm I'm gonna take the under, uh, or at least lean towards the under. The some maybe different type of stats that you could play on with like um, Sabonis if he if there are things available for him, for example, like seven and a half or seven point one assists per game for Sabonis. I think he probably goes over that. I think he's going to be averaging a double-double. Um, and there's there's a lot to like about the team, but mostly individual bets for me if I do anything with them. Yeah. I th- To your earlier point, they aren't flying under the radar anymore. People aren't going to like look at them as like a free square. But I also don't think like – they have a target on their back. Like no one cares that they won the division. Like that's not even a thing in the NBA. They play in the same division as the what? Suns, Lakers, Warriors, and Clippers. Like they are literally the fifth most popular team in their own division. And then yeah. obviously you have a, a bunch of other good teams. So in the West, I, yeah, I, I think you phrased it better than I did. Uh, target on the back is probably too too much, but not sneaking up. People on being aware, yeah, yeah people yeah. being aware that they're good is something different the other thing is people i I feel like the funniest part of professional sports league coverages are the drafts like people think they know more about these players and scouts and stuff and everyone like laughed at the keegan murray draft pick and they thought that the king should have got Jaden ivy and at the time i don't know like i watched keegan murray at, at iowa a kid could shoot and score from everywhere on the floor. Like I liked him, and he was really good for them last year. Shot over forty yeah. percent from the three. I think he gets better this year, 
And I think yeah, he becomes maybe their second or, I mean, their third best starter isn't that hard to do. But but possibly their second best scorer. Uh, yeah, second best scorer, I would say. So, yeah. I think uh, I'm high on this team. Like Kevin Horder can shoot his ass off. He's young, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to the over. Um, the second team with a 44 and a half win total is the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, last year they finished 42 and 40, which is surprising. I thought it was actually more disastrous, even though they started off pretty hot. Lost to OKC in the 9-10 play-in game. Zion only played 29 games. My dude, Brandon Ingram, only played 45 games. They sucked against good teams. They've went under their win total in three straight years. I feel like you cannot pick both the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Clippers to go over. So I already used my one over on these two teams. I'm going under the Pelicans. They don't have a true shoot, a true point, point guard, and their three-point shooting isn't good. Also, Valanchunas has a lot of empty calories. Like, his on-off net rating is pretty terrible, and, like, I don't think he really matters to to that team, which sucks because, like, he gets numbers and he's a legitimate seven-footer. But I'm going to go under here. What are you thinking? Uh, so I actually, you know, same logic that you have there. If I'm leaning under with the Clippers, I'm kind of leaving, leaning over with uh, the Pelicans, provided they all stay healthy. Um, last year they didn't end up going under 500 on the season until February 25th. So they were hanging in there pretty long. I mean, they, the first time they were under 500 all season was 30 and 31. That was their record. Didn't they go like three and 16 in February or something? Uh, I'd have to count it, but it, it looks pretty I'll look it up while you're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't have that quite that many games, but um, there was a pretty bad stretch around middle February, so probably around like the All Star break. Once they got back from that, it was starting to get ugly. But they they rebounded, got into the playing game, and all that. Excuse me, uh, January they went three and thirteen. The other part is um, maybe is is that when Williamson went out. Williamson only played, I think, what did I just say, 28 games? I, I think Brandon Ingram was out for a lot of that. Yeah. And if both of them are out, then they just, right. they, they're not going to win. Right. So, yeah, Williamson last played January 2nd for sure. Um, I don't know how much longer he played other than that. But in any case, the point remains, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson need to stay healthy in order for this team to be good. If they're healthy, I think it's going to be an easy over. If they're not, it's going to be a struggle. Um, but I take my chances on it. I do think Williamson has to be pretty close to contract extension, right? At some he point. already got extended. Oh, he got extended. Okay, oh, yeah. He cool. already got his super max. Yeah. That fat retard already. Whoa. Yeah. That was mean. <laughs> Edit that I, one take, I take back the R word, but I don't <laughs> take back the fat. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he's on the floor, though, he is – like you were saying about Kawhi, Zion is one of the best players in the NBA. And, again, you see 70 games out of him, just like I said with Anthony Davis. If we get 70 games out of Williamson, he's a legitimate candidate for MVP, so I would say the same thing. Bet him for MVP instead of 
one of the totals, but if I had to take something, I'd take the over on uh, on the Pelicans. I, I am a little weary of their bench. I don't think they have much. Um, so this is a pretty fair number overall to me, but I would lean towards the over if, if I took anything. All right, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They also went 42-40. and 40. What? What's up? You got more to add to the Pelicans? No, it's a, it's just the Timberwolves. They just crush my heart every time I hear their name. I think I lost two years ago. I think I lost four overtime games with the Timberwolves <laughs> plus points. <laughs> I hate Carl Anthony Towns. I really do. I hate Carl Anthony Towns. And I have some friends that work in media that have been covering him since high school and say he's just like the nicest dude. And I hate his guts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But be that as it may, I like the Timberwolves to go over here. So, low key, that addition of Mike Conley, I like. They were only 12 and 12 with him when they added him at the trade deadline. But he had a really good on off net rating. He led Minnesota in three point shooting. And again, I'm just a sucker for true point guards who know their role. Like, he knows he needs to get lobs for. Rudy Gobert, make it easy for him. He's not going to over-dribble and keep the ball out of Ant-Man or or call Anthony Towns' hands. He knows what his role is. And they actually have some some depth. Like, Kyle Anderson is someone you don't want to count on for 30 minutes, but, like, for 15 to 20, like, he's actually pretty good. Like, he's a very good bench player. Uh, That kid, Jaden McDaniels, is, like, a three and D guy who I really like young. He shot 40% from the three uh, last year and he's going into his fourth year. I have this whole thing called the four year pop theory. And I just found there's a ton of players that blow up in their fourth year. People like Steph Curry, James Harden, um, Kawhi Leonard. Like if you actually look at it, like a lot of players pop in their fourth year and man technically already popped, but it is his fourth season. So I'm thinking Jaden McDaniels is going to kind of break out a little bit this year and be more of like a, I don't know, more of a, just a, a better player, I guess, would be the short of it. So I'm going over the uh, 44 and a half win total here for the Timberwolves. Yeah, I was very big on them last year. I thought they were going to take a huge step up because I thought that really what they were missing was some interior defense and Gobert, I thought, was going to give it to them. <clears throat> we saw that it obviously did not work out, but. For that team, as dysfunctional as they were and as many games as Carl Anthony Towns missed, for them to still win 42 games is kind of impressive looking back on it. Mike Connolly um, was a good addition. It seemed like the team openly hated D'Angelo Russell. and I don't know if that was front office, players, both, whatever it was last year. But things seemed to be working out better. I like their bench. Uh, I don't love it, but I like it. They got some good guys like Nas Reed, Kyle Anderson, even uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is pretty solid off the bench. Um, Shake Milton is another good player. Yeah. I think he can come in and do a lot. So they have pretty solid depth. Um, I love Anthony Edwards. He's probably my favorite player in the NBA right now. Me too. Um, fun to watch. He, he seems like he's a good guy. Loved him in that Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, everything, right? Just, yeah, played 79 games last year. It says how important yeah. it is for him to play full a full 82. Yeah, I, I really like the guy. Um, plus, I mean, they're undefeated in preseason, and that's all that matters. So, I didn't even know that. 5-0. and 
But uh, well, let's no, stop this it, podcast. Let me hurry up and go yeah. bet them. <laughs> yeah, I I would also lean towards the over. I yeah, like I said, I was burned pretty bad by them last year, and I do think they need to fire Chris Finch. I, I think he is part of their issue. Um, I just don't think he's a very good coach. And if if they had a better coach, I think they would be probably winning fifty games a year. Yeah, but who is that guy? I would say I would. I would like to nominate. I'm an apologist for this guy too. I would like to nominate Doc Rivers. Oh come on! You know they're going over their regular season win total at least. Are they going to choke in the yeah. playoffs? Probably, but hey, that's uh, yeah, fair enough. I I mean, I guess I would have liked to have seen them try and get uh, Nick Nurse. Even Quinn Snyder, I think, would have been a a good choice for the Timberwolves. How about my my guy Budenholzer? Yeah, I'd be happy with him. I would. I I just don't think Chris Finch is that good. Like when it's late game situations, it seems like he always makes some sort of stupid mistake. See, so. I got to push back on that. I blame. I put ninety five percent of that in Carl Anthony. Uh, yeah, Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. I think it's yeah. Cat's fault. Yeah, like well, whether it I be think... a turnover or a stupid offensive foul, there's always a way he will find to lose the game. It's like a superpower. It's like his Gen V thing. I'm not. I'm not there with you. I actually like Cat, but the the funny thing to me about him in general is just watching him play, because he looks like one of those guys who goes to like LA Fitness in like a full jogging suit and like will drop thirty on you off of one leg jumpers, and you're just looking at the guy like, what? How is this possible? That's what I see when I look at Cat. Just honestly, I don't know. Whenever I, whenever I see Cat, I think about your take, and you have the greatest take ever, maybe in basketball history, when Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns said that he's going to change the way the game is or change the history of the game. You yeah. tweeted out for him to do that, he needs to come out of the closet. Yeah, he'd be, <laughs> that was, be the first openly gay superstar. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest take ever. That yeah. sums up the Carl Anthony Towns experience. <laughs> To a T. I love that. I love that. I was so jealous that you got there before I did. I actually never was going to get there. That was just a great take. Uh, let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, who went 40-42 and 42 last year. Uh, they won the first playing game against New Orleans, lost the second to Minnesota. They had a 23-and-a-half win total last year. This year, it's 44-and-a-half. Holy shit, that's a big jump. Have an, yeah. a, a dope shot selection because SGA just gets to the rack all the time. And because of which, they have wide open three point shooters. And I was digging a little deeper into them. Outside of Dort, who shoots way too many threes, they actually have good three point shooters. Like that kid, Aaron Wiggins, can hit some threes. Um, um, Chet Holmgren, uh, apparently that's part of his game. He had some threes. Jalen Williams. Can hit some threes. I am spacing out on someone. There's someone else who's a good three. No, he's not that good of a three-point shooter, but he's capable. Uh, I'm looking at the rest of their team. Isaiah Joe, maybe? Oh, yeah. yeah that, that kid hit like 40% of his threes. And he's young. So, And based on this team, how it's like set up, like he's going to get out there. Like He's going he's gonna to have sure. to play. So Everybody does, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like this team. I well, excuse me. I lean for this team to go over. My only thing is like twenty three and a half win projection last year. Forty four and a half. Like you're definitely buying high on this team. 
obviously, and it's like, yeah, they looked awesome, and SGA looks like a top 15 player. Chen Holmgren could win Rookie of the Year, but damn it, that's a big year-over-year jump. Yeah. I I would actually kind of go with that point that you just mentioned. Is If you're going to bet it, bet Chet to win Rookie of the Year. If they're going to hit over, he's probably going to be Rookie of the Year. Hmm, I, I'm not, I don't know about that. You think that Wemby could still get it even if they win like 45 games or something? I do, because they could win 45 games and Wemby be very good. Yeah, both things could be true. I, I agree. And but... I, I think Chet, like I get, I was saying when he earlier this summer when he was 6-1, to one, that's a good number. I think he's down to 2.5 to 1. It's like, all right, yeah, fair. Everyone, like the, the value has been sucked up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look before I said that. So yeah, he was six to one this summer. Now he's two and a half to one. Even two twenty five at some. Okay, so two eighty at one book. I've seen two twenty five at another. Either way, it's kind of like I don't. I don't like that number. You know. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I guess I'm with you on that then. Um, As far as the actual play, I'd lean probably towards the under, just because this is still a really young team that's going to make mistakes. And Chet was supposed to play. He obviously didn't last year. I want to see him go through 82 games before I start saying that, like, this is a guy that can sustain it all. I, I think he's a likely candidate to get bullied and injured. Um, he's, he doesn't, in that whole offseason, like, it looks like he's put on some weight and some, you know, muscle, but I, I wouldn't say it's been substantial. Um, and I do like the way that he plays. I've, I've liked watching him in preseason um, for whatever it's worth, which isn't much, but I like it. Yeah, you already said that. Preseason so, anymore, shit. <laughs> but the team overall does have a ton of talent. They still have more draft picks like locked up for years to come too. So um, I'm I'm interested in watching them. I'd lean towards the under. It just feels a little too high, a little bit more like the book is being like, okay, well, you guys all took the over last year and cashed with ease this year. We're going to make it tough on you. And if you think they're going to keep improving every single year, we're going to put it kind of high and hope the under hits. So I don't know. I, There's five I'm Western teams. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. There's five Western teams that, that to me, have a very reasonable path towards improvement this year. The Lakers, Clippers, Pelicans, Suns, Timberwolves. The the Spurs have, uh, relatively speaking, have a huge over-under win total. So, you know, that, that kind of just further supports your, your argument towards the, the lean on the under, where it's just like yeah. it is a little too much yeah. too fast for this team. Yeah, for sure. All right. So this team, the Dallas Mavericks, Technically have the sixth best odds to win the the championship in the West, but they have a 43.5 win total, which is um, 10th in the West. Um, Obviously, things changed a little bit when they got uh, Kyrie Irving. They were only 8-20 in games that Kyrie Irving played, or 8-12 in games that Kyrie Irving played. He balled out for them, actually. <laughs> but he's just like a basketball cancer. And I think he's going to continue to be a basketball cancer. So I lean to the under. However, 
three-point shooting, again, is like the most important thing, and they were nasty from behind the arc last year. They hit, uh, they had plus four um, three-pointers made per game on on uh, in a margin versus their versus their opponents. They're really good at getting wide open threes and preventing wide open threes, but their lack of size, lack of toughness, Luca and his stupid whining, Kyrie Irving and his conspiracy theories, I can just see this going to shit fast. So I lean to the under, not an official play. What are you thinking? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. I actually think probably my best bet for the the Mavericks is for them to play in the uh, play in tournament. They're not one of the top six teams in the West, and they are plus one sixty to play in the tournament. So basically, you're saying will they be the seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth seed in the West? I think you can probably say the Spurs and the Rockets are going to be two teams that are um, down in the conference. Uh, maybe maybe you'll disagree with me in a minute. We'll find out. But uh, the Trailblazers will be down. So now you're basically leaving it to the Jazz, the Pelicans, the Thunder, Clippers, depending on where they're at, Lakers, you know, those, those kind of teams, that they just have to beat basically one of them to be in the tournament. So... That's kind of where where I'm I'm thinking is the best bet for the Mavericks is to have them play in the play-in tournament at plus one sixty. Um, as far as their actual number, um, I, I guess I would probably lean towards the under. Um, what did you say you had it at again? Forty-three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would take the under. I I didn't think that Kyrie and Luca made all that amazing of a revelation once they've started playing together they still don't really have much defense their their bench is okay i guess grant williams is not a guy who i think is like gonna be that big of a difference maker he's he's fine yeah but you're telling me that he should be a starting like a starting power forward or something for them i think he played his role pretty well in boston i don't don't know that he's gonna be that good here i think i like him as an underdog Mostly, like uh, I like him when he's talking crap to playoff Jimmy. No, not Grant Williams. I'm talking about the the, oh. the Mavericks. Oh, they were fourteen, thirteen, and one against the spread as an underdog, with seven and twenty-one straight up. But looks like they covered five of their last seven games as underdogs. Um, and I just feel like they snuck up on teams, even though they had Kyrie Irving when Kyrie Irving got in the building. Yeah, like people were thinking, like, well, they're still trying to figure it out, and they're still trying to to you know figure out who, who whose role is what. But like, Luke and Kyrie Irving are just nasty scorers, and if you play a team that doesn't play that much defense, or if you're if they're getting enough points, they can either sneak in the back door or just win one outright with their three point shooting. So, sure, uh, I do lean to the under though for the team. Um the San Antonio Spurs. I am fading the Wemby noise. They have a thirty-nine and a half win total. Um, last year they went twenty-two and sixty on a twenty-two and a half win total. God, they were dead last in net rating. They actually had a nineteen win Pythag. Twenty-nine, not thirty-nine and a half. Oh, really? 
Yeah, their their win total is twenty nine and a half, not thirty nine and a half. Holy smokes! Where are you looking? I just probably wrote it down wrong and just kept oh. it wrong. Yeah. Okay, thanks for helping me with that one. All right, then give me your analysis on the Spurs because I was like, there's no way they're winning forty games. Yeah, yeah, no, I fully agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, thirty I, games. I wonder yeah. what the, I wonder what the adjusted yeah. line would be on that. Under thirty nine and a half would be like minus tenth uh, a thousand. Uh, yeah, under thirty nine. <laughs> they actually DraftKings only is offering up to thirty three games. Under thirty three and a half would be minus twenty two minus two eighty. Over would be <laughs> plus two fifteen. So there you go. Um, it would have been a good bet. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'll be honest. I actually kind of like the over for them. Um, if Wembyana does does play, and it seems like he will. Uh, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt, well, we should see some something good out of him. I, I like Popovich a lot. Obviously, you know, the last time the Spurs really tanked to get somebody was Tim Duncan, and I think they made the playoffs for like 18 straight years after they got him. And I'm not saying the Spurs are going to do that again here. They had a better team when uh, when they got Duncan. They still had David Robinson and all that stuff uh, as well, but. Um, there are some things to actually like about their team. They had a lot of these players that are on their team right now play a lot of games last year, um, get a lot of rotation minutes, which is, is big for a team. It's part of the reason that the Thunder, I think, are good now because they spent the first year playing and losing a lot, but they were playing a lot in actual game situations. Um, Kelton Johnson, I think, is an all right player. I think Devin Vassell is a pretty all right player. Uh, so 30 games seems like it could be pretty doable for a team that won 22 last year, and now they're trying to be competitive, at least a little bit more competitive. So 30 games, I do actually kind of like the over. Um, as far as thinking that you know anything further than that's going to happen, nah, not really, but that's Dude, my, my interpretation of them. Their starting five has Wembenyama, Zach Collins, <laughs> Devin Vassell, who gets paid $40 million a year to play basketball. That's right. Outrageous, the money they're throwing around in the NBA nowadays. Uh, Keldon nice, Johnson. Nice gig if you can get it. <laughs> Keldon Johnson, who I like. And Jeremy Sohan. That's their starting five. There isn't a single point guard there. There isn't a guard there. Zach Collins doesn't even have an ankle anymore. Like, how that guy's a starting five, that's bad news. Um, I just don't, I don't see it, but I am so thrown off by the fact that I had 39 and a half and it's 29 and a half. <laughs> like one of my notes is the market is projecting the Spurs to have 17 and a half more wins, colon fart. That, that's one of my notes. That's what it says. So nice. that one doesn't work anymore. I'm going to just put a line through that. Um, nope. Street sweeping's coming. Sorry guys. Um, yeah, I, I lean to the under. I, I was going to make the under a best bet for the uh, Spurs, but not, not so much anymore. I don't know. I think you should give out under 39.5 as a best <laughs> bet for the Spurs. All right. Well, I guess I'm jumping around. So going back up to the Jazz, double-check me on this. They have a 35.5 win total, which sounds more reasonable than the uh, than the um, than the Spurs. The Utah Jazz last year finished – 37 and 45 on a 23 and a half win total. I dislike Clarkson, Chris Dunn. 
THT, and Colin Sexton. They added John Collins, who I do like. But ultimately, dude, Danny Ainge wants to tank. If they if they if they come out of the gate slow, they're moving a couple of these players, specifically Clarkson. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if they move Laurie Markinen, even though he was a first time All Star last year and, and ball he I think he was the most improved player too. But that kind of leads me to my final point on was as to why I'm leaning under the Utah Jazz. How many games can you win if Laurie Markinen's your best player? I kind of like, but I don't know. Like I'm higher on several of these teams. Someone's got to lose in this conference, and I just feel like Danny Ainge's eventual goal is to have a few tank seasons. Like they were too good to do it last year, and hell, maybe they're too good this year. But if any, if I'm going to play this either way, it's going to go on. It's, I'm going under. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I would lean towards the under. The thing is. Like, looking at the team, they didn't really do anything other than add John Collins this offseason. And you're right, they they want to kind of bottom out so that they can rebuild. Like, that's what Ainge is looking to do. Um, Last year, I think they started pretty hot, and they had the benefit of some of the schedule. They had the benefit, the big benefit of, oh, everybody thinks they're going to suck, everybody thinks they're going to tank. And I think pretty quickly they showed, like, no, we're going to be competitive at least and then it slowed down a little bit and ultimately they ended up with like 37 wins or something like that that's not necessarily going to be the case this year i think people are either going to assume they're going to tank and they're going to or they're going to assume oh they're not trying to tank and we're going to take them serious uh so to me i do actually kind of like the under uh as a lean i i don't really like almost anything on their Roster Walker Kessler was has been a really adequate replacement for Rudy Gobert. Um, I, I like him, but I'm yeah. I, I like your boring rim protecting rebounding bigs who are cool with setting picks and just doing yeah. dirty work. So, like he's like white Kevin Looney. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it it'll be interesting to see you know Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson playing and and all that stuff again. Um, but I, you know. Jalen Rose I, has wh- the second greatest basketball take behind your Carl Anthony Towns take about Jordan Clarkson, where he says he plays like he does. They're they're not keeping track of the score. <laughs> the, the I can't get is, that out of my head. <laughs> I I think that the Jazz are going to be a competitive team, but I don't think that me- makes them actually a good team. So that's kind of where I'm at with the under. Yeah, they're going to be competitive because they got a bu- bunch of vets and that. Their coach Will Hardy seems like he's got his shit together. So, yeah. But they could, I, to your point, they could be competitive and win thirty four games and stay under. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Houston Rockets. They got Fred Van Vliet, who I hate. They got Dylan Brooks, who I hate even more. <laughs> Both had good on off net ratings though, and actually were contributors to their teams. Houston. They have a lot of young players, so they do need vets. So it makes sense them hiring these or uh, signing those guys. They hired a legit head coach, you would think, Emma Yudoka. They were an epically bad three-point shooting team. Fred Van Vliet helps that slightly. Dylan Brooks helps that not even – actually, he hurts that. Um, they were 22-60 and 60 last year on a 23.5 win total. Their win total is 31.5. 
I think it's pretty square to be going under 31 and a half, but I definitely, I do lean under 31 and a half. So that's where I'll leave it before turning it to you. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't, I don't really see where they're going to get 32 wins from this team. So one of us got to make the argument, right? I guess, uh, Segun in his third year, I mean, he he, he did put up 15-9 and nine last year, greatly improved from his rookie year. Jabari Smith, who was the second pick in the draft, makes a jump forward. Fred Van Vliet really helps Jalen Green's efficiency. And Dylan Brooks just perfects his role and actually improves a little bit on it, maybe defensively. I think that's the pro-Houston argument. I'm not siding with it, obviously, but someone had to make it here because we've done a good job of – me saying one thing and then you countering with another idea that's kind of different. So just want to give the audience something different here. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand your point. I do think, uh, yeah, they're going to suck. Let's just go to the next it? team, dude. Screw these guys. Well, the only thing I would mention is I, I do kind of like some of their players. Jalen green is also in that Jordan Clarkson. Oh yeah. From that same cloth. I mean, I think he once said that he would rather go like one for 50 then like oh for three or something because <laughs> he just wants to be able to say that he scored in every single nba game that he's ever played in. <laughs> like and and his thought is like if he stops shooting then that means he's giving up i i don't know it's it's gonna be interesting um it's not good with priorities that's cool all right <laughs> yeah so i just i don't see it where does uh, winning but, slide yeah. in there for you, Jalen Green? <laughs> where do you think? What do you think about winning in that in that situation? The sad reality is, winning doesn't necessarily or isn't the only path to money in the NBA. <laughs> so, yeah, winning doesn't necessarily make you richer. So, whatever. That's true. Yeah, let's let's move on. There. Lean to the under. Yeah, lean under. Dude, I have this one in bold. The Portland okay. Trailblazers, twenty-eight and a half. I loved him last year with Dame Lillard because I love Dame Lillard. I like him again this year, dude. 33 and 49. I'm going over. What's wrong with their roster? What's wrong with it? Like, Malcolm Brogdon, sixth man of the year. He's a good vet for a bunch of good perimeter players that could improve year over year. I'm looking at Shaden Sharp. I'm looking at Anthony Simons. I... Don't watch G League. I don't watch preseason. I don't watch summer camp. Or uh, Yeah. So I'm going off what everyone else says, but I guess Scoot Henderson's good, right? Everyone likes him and thinks he can play. Like DeAndre Ayton, I think he sucks and he's annoying, but a change of scenery could help him. And, like, he needs to kind of get dragged a little bit. You know, like he needed to be traded and – he needed someone to tell him, like, dude, you need to improve. You ain't shit. You're not a championship player, right? He's a f- first pick out of out of college in a pretty sick draft. Got he got a max extension. It was all going well for him. They lost. Everyone pointed at him as like, you're the reason they lost. You they lost. They were right. He was the reason they lost. So while I don't like Aiton, I th- I think in this position he's um. He has kind of like a new, like he could have some more energy. Also, this team isn't tanking because it's a make or break year for Chauncey Billups. Like this is this is going to be, I think, his third year. He's 
sixty and a hundred and four in his first two years. So he's I mean, he's got a win to save his job. And I mean thirty wins isn't that much. I think they can get to twenty nine. I'm going over, baby. I'm with you. So nice. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna come on here and tell me, uh, last year I was high on them, this year I hated them. Because last year you were high on them and I didn't like them. But I'm glad to see we're aligned this year on them. Because um, I do actually think they have a good enough team that they can get, you know, 30, 32 wins somewhere in that neighborhood. They're not going to be terrible. I mean, they they have a bunch of guys who should be trying. I, I think of them as like last year's Utah Jazz team. You got DeAndre Ayton, who should be on some sort of revenge tour to a certain extent. Jeremy Grant is awesome. good on awesome on role bad, player. Yeah, he's good on bad teams, especially. And I think he's other, good on good teams, though. Like he's just a good player. Like he, like he was a legit contributor to that Nuggets team that went to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. Like he is someone who who can just slide into a supporting role willingly. I know his contract doesn't doesn't say that, but he is he is a well-rounded player who will play defense against bigs, guard perimeter players, space the floor, and can put the ball on the floor a little bit. I like Jeremy Grant again as a role player, which is okay. all they're asking for him. Really, I mean, he's an, an ensemble piece, right? They're not going to be cool. running plays through him. Well, I think they will. I do. I mean, even last year, it seemed the like they were trying to... they draft to... Scoot Henderson for them? They got Anthony Simons. I mean, you're going to be running plays through... You know what? Chauncey Billups is screwed. He's getting fired. Yeah. Well, even even looking at the team, though, they do have enough depth. I think I think they should have a better defense than they did last year. Um, I'm not personally sold on Simons, but you can look at you know, some of the games that he plays and he does have talent. I mean, he can shoot. I just don't think he's consistent enough for me to really like him, but there's no reason this team can't win 30 games. I mean, so to me, I, I like the over. They won 33 last year. And what I think is a worse team, even though Dame is a superstar and their tank job at the end of last season was egregious, egregious. Yeah. Like, they yeah. sat Dame, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, and Nurkic in the last, like, 10 or so games. For sure. You know, like, as long as they don't do that again, they should clear this number, I think. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps up the West, dude. Good work. Yeah, that was it, huh? Yeah. All 15 Didn't feel teams. feel like all of them. <laughs> yeah, time flies by when you're having fun. Speaking of which, let's connect Tuesday to give out our playoff teams, season award predictions, and handicap the first two games. Maybe Monday. We'll talk about that offline, but we'll definitely connect next week, right? Yeah, we'll figure some out. All right. Be sure to uh, check out the Outkick Bets feed for the Eastern Conference preview me and David did earlier this week. Um, Good luck to you guys um, on your NBA future handicapping. Good luck to you guys in the NFL Week 7. I know I need it, or college football. However, you guys are betting the sports late this weekend. Get some playoff baseball as well. Um, Me and David will come back next week and talk to you guys about some regular season NBA, which I can't wait for. Until then, it's going to be awesome. Peace. Peace.